0: Welcome back, guys, to the This and Much More podcast. I'm Evelyn, and my handsome co-host is...
1: Rolly Vogues.
0: And our special guest today is...
1: Jerry Franco.
0: Jerry Franco. Yo,
2: welcome to the podcast, bro.
1: Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having coming. me. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Thank for, you.
0: For a second, we thought you weren't going to make it.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I definitely put it on the calendar, so I was like, I'm I'm going to make it. That's yeah, I good. was like, damn,
2: he hasn't texted back, but I mean... And I told her, I'm like, he's probably just still going to show up anyway, like, you know.
1: Of course, but, of course. <laughs> I told you I was going to make it, I was going to be here. So. That's good. I'm going
0: well, as, by the time this episode drops, y'all are probably going to have already seen his sister, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was dropped last Monday, and obviously, they're siblings, so...
2: Yeah, and then they have, like, same businesses and stuff, or oh, different, but we're about to get into that. So, pretty much, bro, like, what is it that you do? What do you have going on for yourself right now?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, the main thing is, you know, brand exposure. Yeah. Um, so, that's, like, the biggest one that I have at the moment. Um and, of course, I have different things that are, you know, being developed. Mm-hmm. And we're still working on a couple of things. But we do have dog watch. We have um, electric neon signs. And, yeah, I mean, those are pretty new. But brand exposure is definitely, like, the biggest So spot. what
0: is brand exposure?
1: So brand exposure is still, you know, just a custom apparel um, company. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, we still do uniforms for corporate offices, you know, different brands, businesses, um, and anyone that needs our service at the end of the day. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So that's what um, where you and your sister share the facility, right?
1: Right. So we both are, you know, um, investing on the machinery. So any of the machinery that we have there is always half and half. Um, you know, we provide anything that any anything new that we need or the new investments that we need in order to make um, you know things um, just to flow easier in the business. We always um, come together and we say, hey, we need this or we need that. And we come um, and we make the investment.
2: Okay. Nice. And so do you feel like now you're... Have you always been focused on big companies like to do uh, clothes for? Or was it always like
1: okay, everything? Okay, so I think the question uh, is it's more like, how did it start, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Apparel Up started when I was around... 18, and it was a friend of mine that was actually doing it, and he told me to come by and to help him basically just sell. Mm-hmm. And so what I ended up doing was he he was doing all the labor. You know, he was like, "Hey, Jerry, I know that you're in high school, and we know that you know a lot of people." And he was like, "Just come on and help me, just you know, find some clients." So I was like, "Okay, cool." So that's how it kind of started off. Was he had the idea then i came in and saw the structure of the business however you know in the beginning of early stages of like the company there was a lot of mistakes that happened you know we were learning you know at the end of the day it wasn't given to us um and okay can i ask you one thing how did mm-hmm. I, like what did my sister say about that okay so <laughs> yeah. she
2: pretty much said um i think what she she did mention how when i was working there mm mm-hmm. Um, like I would hear y'all like bickering back and forth, you know what I mean. Right. And then it got to a point where y'all were like, you know what, let's just split our stuff. But not, but then again, like it wasn't like bad blood or nothing like that. But y'all ended up being like, let's just use the same stuff, the companies, uh, the machinery and all that, and then we'll just start our own companies, whatever you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that pretty much you you had brand exposure. She has a pearl up, but y'all use the same
1: machines, right? Like Um. Okay. He's
0: thinking really hard not yeah. to bash on
3: his sister. <laughs> well, it's
1: <laughs> not. It's not. It's not about bashing, right? It's just like. I mean, I just don't know what they're like. What she said, would you know? So it's like I don't know. It's kinda, so what it's What let,
2: she said what he she she, she didn't like um, she didn't stop herself from saying anything though. Like she was pretty much open about Everything. the business. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we asked her pretty like, like business um heavy like questions too. Like. Or how does she market herself? How does, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, like she told us about the time that uh, she went to get, how she gets her employees. Right. She told us about that. Yeah,
1: so that was actually, man, that was crazy. <laughs> that was that was crazy. So in the early stages, that's what I, I, I would do. But mm-hmm. so the thing is that, you know, Jennifer and I, when we did start up like the company, which was Apparel Up, I mean, we did whatever it took at the end yeah. of the day. You know, we... um
0: Cause she did say you came up with the idea that you came to her because she was in college and that you're like, dude, I have this idea, and then she's like, okay, fuck it, let's do it.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's how it went. And so whenever Jennifer did come, I always knew that Jennifer knew a lot of people. Like, it was just a given. Like she, she just, she was always a social person, and I knew that she had value in that. She was like always, you know, around people, and I just knew that she knew so many people. And so I was like, okay, I have an idea. And the most important thing about business is marketing. I mean, mm-hmm. you can have the machinery of the year. You can have the top and or the high-end stuff. And without marketing or f- a few in your business, I mean, it's really, it's nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I knew the importance in that. And so Jennifer was always really good about that. She was always marketing and, and putting herself um, in front of others and, and really trying to get in the clients.
2: So let me ask you this then. Like, um, because working there, I saw both of y'all, how y'all were working and stuff. And then I feel like she was very, I guess being the older, the mm-hmm. older sibling, she was already more like um, kind of ready for the business. And then I feel like you were more like just... Trying to get the money, like trying to get like these clients to get the business going, but she was kind of like, Jerry, you got to slow down, like, let's do numbers, let's do this. And you're just like, nah, like, I, I need to go, you know, like,
1: yeah. So, I, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. so, I so, my, so, the, so, pretty yeah. much, my question <laughs> is, like,
2: how would you say you grew now into the like you now versus you back then? Yeah, so I think <clears> just,
1: I, I really needed to, like, figure out, you know, how how to run a business by myself. Um, I think that that really taught me a lot of values, you know, seeing where my sister took the business and seeing how, you know, she structured certain things. You know, I basically, I saw that, you know, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, we got to, we got to make some changes here and there um, to, to get to that. And, and that's what I did. I mean, there was a lot of things in the beginning that, you know, when we started apparel up, um, I know that you kind of heard some things here and there, but mm-hmm. it was just because I was I was really young when I started business. Yeah, she did yeah. say you that.
0: Know? I mean, I mean, she said I mean, obviously you started like right out of high school, and well, she was like yeah. out of college, you know. So I was I
1: was very young.
2: But low key though, like working there, I was like I would think to myself like, damn, I'm older than than these guys, you know. Yeah. But then like at the same time, I was like, but I want something like this too. Like I want to be able to have a business and have employees and have like a whole thing, you know, like.
1: Yeah, no, for sure, and so I think that that stuck by my side too. I was like, I don't want to do this now. Yeah, you know, I know I'm out of high school, but the thing is, a lot of my friends in high school when they were like getting their applications ready for college, they you know they were getting their SAT scores, and you know they were all talking about college and stuff, and you know I just felt like I was the one kind of separate from that. You know, even my friends were like, "Yo, like, why aren't you at the SAT?" Um, you know you're testing and, and getting your application ready for college and and i was just telling myself i was like you know why am i holding back from doing what i want to do then to go into college knowing that i'm not gonna put 100 percent effort into it then my parents are going to be supporting and obviously they're going to put in their money in for it i was like why not just do you know what i want to do and mm-hmm. give it 100 percent right but i told myself you know when i make this like decision i was going to say I'm going to go full force. I'm going to work just as hard as them, but I'm just going to go a different path. That was the main thing. So, right when, you know, I got out of high school, I told myself I was like business is going to be it and I'm going to figure it out. And looking back at it, you know, I was I was going So I started up a uh a business which was called JF Finals, and it was a sign company. So putting decals on doors, putting decals on you know, businesses, you know, designs and stuff in front of their windows mm-hmm. to just, you know, use it as advertisement. And I would I would go and basically go to established businesses that already had a sign company. And I would tell them, hey, you know, I'm basically going to use your equipment, but I'm going to bring in the client, give me the price, and I am going you know, to, you know, mark it up. And I'm just going to get my own clients that way. So I kept building up my clientele like that. And I was going 19th Street and, you know, I would come with my little business card, and, you know, I would plant the seed, you know, I was just going, knocking doors on doors, and asking them if I could do anything, and I landed a couple of jobs like that, and and that's when it really opened up my eyes, and I was like, okay, um, I can do this, now, you know, I started doing it, and I kept outsourcing my work that way, and, you know, I got some clientele, and some residual, you know, every month that they wanted, you know, new advertisement on their windows, and, That's how I would, would, you know, make some money. Mm -hmm. And we would save some money on the side. Um, And and I always told myself, like, you know, I want to make this bigger. You know, I want to go bigger. So then I came up with a new name that was called Signs Up Solutions. And that was really going to be like car wraps and, you know, just different types of uh, signage. And, you know, but I also knew that there was a lot of, you know, upfront money that you needed for that. The machinery was really expensive at the time. I mean, to buy those type of machines... You need a lot of capital. Yeah. And um, I was like, okay, we can keep going this route and outsourcing it. Um, but I just ended up transitioning to that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go into the apparel, which was the t-shirt printing and the embroidery. And then I did the same thing. I went into different companies. And, man, there were times where I would be in there until like 3 in the morning. and Like doing fit- the labor? Yeah. Or- so the thing is, I would go into a company, mm-hmm. right? And I would ask them, I was like, hey, you know, um, I have my own clients, but I don't have machinery to do these jobs. I was like, could you allow me after hours to hire your employee and for me to get my jobs out? And sure enough, I found a couple companies that were allowing me That's to do crazy. that. That's
2: crazy. Like, I didn't think like any yeah, so, would be down. So check this
1: out. I would I would take care of the employees and then they would work till like three or four in the morning. We wouldn't leave, and I was there sleeping on a chair because I didn't know how to do the jobs. But I would pull out, you know, I would pull out shirts or whatever you had to yeah. do to in order to get the job done. At the end of the day, I did take someone's money to do this, so they're expecting it to get done. And the thing about customers is they don't care. At the end of the day, they just want the their product. product, right? So my thing is, I always I would go in there and I would tell them I was like, man, look, I know I know you just worked. Some of them will work for like eight hours, nine hours, some like crazy hours, you know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and I don't know, it was something about me that I would tell them, I was like, man, just trust me, like, you know, I'm gonna bring more work. And I would just pitch them this story, like, we gotta get this, we gotta get this. And I because I always had the vision. I was like, I'm gonna find a way to make this happen. I'm gonna have my own shop. I will have my machines and anything I ever told myself, I was gonna say, I wanted an automatic. I wanted the onboarding machines, and I and I just wanted to go big scale. I would always feed that into me. I would always tell myself, it's gonna happen, and it will happen. It was never a failure, it was just like, it was just a matter of time. And so, yeah, it, you know, I remember this one job that we had, and we were up till four in the morning to finish it. Um, but the guy stayed there. The guy stayed there, and, and he helped me to this day. Um, and you know, I still have a good relationship with him. And, you know, we obviously, um, well, I don't want to uh, let me catch myself on that. Okay. But, but you know, yeah, I mean, we still have good relationships with the people that helped us out in the beginning. Whenever like, you were
0: doing that, like when you were going to do your basically do your work and you rented their facility, basically, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So whenever you were renting other businesses, facilities, um, was your sister involved or this was just you by yourself?
1: This was me by myself. Hmm. When you were uh, still
0: like fresh out of high school. That is great. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. So this was really when I was learning what it was to screen print. I, I never touched a screen printer. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know how to do any of the jobs. You know, I didn't know how to do any of the labor. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know how to sell. And I knew that was the most important thing, you know. Um, so that's basically how I kind of started off. It was just a lot of outsourcing in the beginning. Um, but one thing I found out with outsourcing, right, was that um, you don't have control. You don't have a lot of control over the things, um, and what I mean by that is you don't have control of the quality, um, you don't have control of the time. You know, you're you're really putting a lot of things on risk by doing that. So, I learned that we needed to bring it into house in order to make it work. Um, and and I mean, Roly knows. I mean, in the beginning, you know, you were working there. We didn't have an embroidery machine, mm-hmm. but but we had to make things work. But the vision was always. To bring it into house but it was gonna take some some momentum in order to get those things so everything was pretty much planned out you know it was like okay we're gonna build up the clientele list um and have someone that's already doing it so that way we make sure that that quality is up to standard and then with that momentum then we're gonna figure out how to do it better
2: and so
0: so what made you go no
2: i was gonna say because i like i like how the conversation is going about um you just implanting stuff in your head like that, like just being like, I'm going to have these machines and all that stuff. That's pretty much speaking it into existence of course. and and just having that mentality, you know, and it kind of goes back to what Jennifer was talking about with the uh, because me and her went back and forth on Instagram about faking it till you make it. Did she tell you about it or no?
1: Uh, she told me a little bit about it. And then
2: yeah. uh, so we talked about it on the podcast and how she would like like uh advertise like a pearl up like we're the best in the in the in houston we're the best you know whatever mm-hmm. even though she knew like damn we're not like up there yet, we're you not know? there yet yeah but she would sell that to people and then that's kind of like the faking it part but y'all would still get the work done and now you're to the point where we are the best you know what i mean like
1: yeah, so I think for me, the fake it till you make it thing wasn't wasn't really, like, I think for me. It was always believing, like, believe it before you make it. Mm-hmm. So I think that switched to my head, was always like, believe it, believe it, you know, as much as yeah. you can in order to be where you want. And so, yeah, I mean, in the beginning, you know, we, we like I said, we did whatever we had to do in order to make it happen, yeah. you know. Um, and so... Yeah. so so how would
2: you deal with when how you said you don't have you didn't have control over quality stuff like that I'm pretty sure you had customers that were just like nah like it's not good or this isn't
1: what I was expecting or did you ever deal with that or there's one client <clears throat> that that really like it got to me you know some people in business I mean there's there's, there's <clears throat> days that you celebrate your wins right and you're, yeah. you're in such a high you're like oh my god like nothing can stop me right and everything is flowing so well. But there's gonna be days where things are just like hitting the fan. Things are not going the way that you want them to, and you know you gotta celebrate those those days too. And there was this one specific client um, that I did about 300 shirts for, okay. and I was doing this in the garage, and this was like my first big job, and manual screen print, manual or? screen print, and you know I, I the thing is that the garage you didn't have any AC. so i'm over here you know it's just yes and it was in the summer so think about it you have the conveyor dryer on and you have um the flash unit now if a lot of people don't know what that is it's basically you know a machine that exposes a lot of heat Mm -hmm. um and it gets really hot Mm -hmm. so you're in the summers i mean it's hitting some pretty high numbers you know and i'm over here just you know like i I worked at night because i mean working through the day was not gonna happen right so I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. I ended up finishing the order. And, you know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, like 300 shirts. That's crazy. You know, it's like it's an eye opener. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Like, it's a start, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm boxing up these shirts size by size. And I pack them up. And the next day, they, sure enough, they come in their company truck and they pull into my mom's um, gate. And they're getting the boxes in and I'm like okay great things things are good you know i got paid the orders out and you know they look great okay well that ends up happening I get a call two days later and they're like hey Jerry um the logos are are off the shirts when we washed them and i was like oh snap that's uh that's 300 shirts so the thing about, you know, the flash units and the conveyor dryers is that they have to be at a certain setting in order for basically basically to cook, you yeah. know, for the ink to really stick to onto cure the, and, yeah. and, and and stuff. <clears throat> and so if those settings are not correct and you're not checking, you know, those um, those settings, they're not going to be cured. Right. And I'm sure that you've guys, um, have witnessed that as well Mm -hmm. i don't know if you have
2: yeah Yeah. on on some of mine and where it
1: cracks and stuff where it cracks and and cracking
2: there's peeling there's so
1: so then you start realizing there's actually a lot into it it's not just oh i'm gonna print the shirt and and call it a day i mean there is a lot that goes into it obviously once you pick it up you know it's it's just like an everyday thing but in the beginning you don't know those things right no Mm -hmm. one's teaching you those things and um crazy enough and i know you said You know, have clients have, you know, done this and that, and have they gotten upset? Well, they called me in and they told me, Hey, Jerry, come to our office. We need to talk to you. So I go ahead and I sit down, and it's his wife and and him. And they were like, Hey, Jerry, well, you know, these shirts are given to us and, and the logos are washed off. And they told me, They were like, We just want you to fix them. We just want you to fix them. And I was like, Okay. So, I went back to the drawing board and basically redid the order. But the good thing about it was that they were so lenient about it. They knew that I had just started. They knew where I was at. And they were they gave me another opportunity. And they were like, you know, basically redeem yourself and, and come back. Well, we're fast forward to a couple of years, you know, I still have them as clients to this day.
3: That is so crazy.
1: Yeah, and I'm talking about, like, I did an order for them yesterday, you know, so it's a really cool experience that they gave me the opportunity to do that because it kept me going. So let yeah. me ask
0: you this. Since you are, um, your sister really believes in the fake it till you make it, but you believe in the "believe in yourself and make it happen, right? Right. Uh, so it's very, it's kind of different. But, so I'm, oh snap, there's like a little, Lord. I saw a little fly thing. It's good. Uh, okay. um, so how did you land these clients? Did you feel like you had to, I guess not fake it to them, you know, like you didn't tell you didn't go up to them selling them like, oh, yeah, like I'm like the best. Right. Mm -hmm. So how did you get how did you land them like as clients? Because that's a big order and they knew where you started. Right. So.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, some did come from referrals, you know, most of them from the beginning, Mm they come from referrals. Um, But when I did want the bigger clients and when you say bigger clients, you know you see these storefronts i mean there was one specific one and or even like the the Aston Martin account and you're like well how did you get that right
3: mm-hmm.
1: it really is about who you know at the end of the day i mean the way that you you know you socialize and 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 you know you carry yourself you start meeting people you know and so um i had a good friend of mine that was just a friend that happens to work at Aston Martin as a marketing director and you know I was able to get that account, but before I even knew him, I would drive up and down Old Katie Road, and you see the Range Rover dealerships, you see the Aston Martin, you're just like, man, how can I get in there? Because it seems like impossible, right? Because you're just mm-hmm. like, you're starting off, right? But, you know, as you evolve, as you, as you're, you know, your your business is scaling, and you're and you're getting a little more experience, those, like impossible like visions become like oh I can actually get to that point I can I can get there it's just a matter of time but if you put it into your head it's like I'm going to get it, it, it I, I think manifesting is a big thing for me and I would always tell myself like it's going to happen before I even had the account before I was even you know um, my friend or well, Danny's like friend I I was telling myself like I, I want to get in there
2: that's so, crazy so yeah down. So, real quick about the Acid Martin thing. Yeah. Um, let's touch on the on the hats.
1: So, so. So check this out. This is actually pretty, pretty cool. Um. So one of the things that we're kind of dealing with, and I'm sure a lot of other companies here are dealing with them, is a shortage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You know, it's really hard to get specific product. Um. And you know, a lot of people talk about like, you know how COVID made this happen or like, um, you know, like the recession, just a bunch of things. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it was an eye opener. It was an opportunity because I saw that there was a shortage, but there was a demand for it. So yeah. I told myself, how can we, um, you know, talk to these suppliers, you know, how can, how can we bring in our own product and, and make this happen? Cause you know, with, with the neon sign company, mm-hmm. We're doing the same thing. I mean, we're talking to manufacturers. We're talking to suppliers overseas. And, and you know, we're bringing in these these signs. Why is it that, you know, we're not having that trouble of, of you know, shortage or they're not telling us, like, yeah, there was delays in shipping and stuff like that. I understand that. But it wasn't like things couldn't get out of there, you know. Mm-hmm. So, man, one night, you know, I was tired of, like, saying no to my clients because, you know, the popular hats that they wanted, they weren't in stock. And it was like that for And I even created like a bot. I don't know if you guys know what a bot is, but it's basically a software that you can create to basically do a task and faster than a human. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's really fast, right? So I basically had someone make me a bot in order to even get hats, right, off of a website. And I told him, I was like, make me a bot and run it so I can even get access to these hats. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I created that. You know, and and obviously, like, that that didn't work out because there was just no, there was nothing. Mm -hmm. But they would say, like, sometimes in the mornings, they would release, you know, stock that they did have, and it would go by quick. But even with the body, I mean, that's how bad the shortage was. You just couldn't get product. So then that's when I was like, okay, I'm tired of this. Like, I need to bring in my own hats. So one night, I just ended up going and and looking for a supplier overseas. And I would stay up because obviously everybody knows. You know, when we're sleeping, they're, they're
2: they're the ones working.
1: They're the ones working.
0: Yeah. So Wait, let me let me um yeah. cut you off really quick, just so we can go on a break and mm-hmm. then um, yeah, because yeah. the get camera
2: cameras the are about to no, stop. Good,
0: and we are back. And you were talking about your big project right now. So what is it? What what do you got going on?
1: Yeah. So this is actually our one of our styles, and it's the JF one nine four, and <clears throat> I named this one after Jennifer. That's actually um her year ninety four. And the JF was um, our initials. Um, You know, everybody in our family starts off with a J. So it's Jennifer, Joe, Jerry, and Jose. My mom was the only one with the C, which is Carolina. But (laughs) JF is our initials. And so that's how I came up with the SKU. And this was actually our first client with our hats, which was a pretty big deal that we landed. Aston Martin. And the cool thing was that I actually gave (sighs) them um, three hats I gave them a, a FlexFit, a Richardson, and I gave them a Franco hat. And I didn't, you know, I just basically told him, I was like, here's the hats. Go ahead and, you know, make the decision. See if you want to use our hats. If not, these are different types of qualities that you can pick from. And, you know, crazy thing is they ended up going with our hat from the three. And it had to go through three, four people um, in order to get the approval. And they chose it. They really liked the the holes in the, um, in the cap. It just made it look like a very sporty cap. The other thing is the quality. If you If you hold it, it's pretty heavy um but at the end of the day it's a very nice structured hat and we actually categorized this hat um and named it the sports mode um which was gonna um be in the niche of like the car scenes mm-hmm. and, and, and like the luxury cars so yeah
2: yeah that's pretty dope though yeah. so you guys are gonna have different styles now or different styles is, okay yeah yeah so like we're
1: gonna have to like depending on like you know like golfing fishing or you know we'll have different types of styles are you
0: excited because you feel like it's something that you literally just like stepped on and now it's like a big is it like do you feel like it's like a whole different like business
1: of course um i do i think that this is like the next step um so the thing about you know like this whole like business adventure yeah it's it's it's, it can definitely take off. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're doing... I, th- I mean, I don't know if you guys got to see the video. Oh, um, yeah. So it was about us. You sent it to her while she, she was, was on here. Yeah. yeah so I, was, you know, I get really excited when I do things, yeah. right? And I just can't hold it. I'm just like, oh my God, like we just finished the video. And I mean, it, you know, even stepping into, into making the video, you know, it, it, I'll even say his name. Sonny is our videographer. And you know i went in there and i actually had gotten a voice record like a what's it called a, a voiceover a voiceover yeah. i got yeah. a voiceover and a british voiceover so it can sound pretty cool right <laughs> so i'm over here i paid for the voiceover and i got it back and it just sounded too much like a robot so i was like okay you know what sunny heard it i heard it and we're just like okay we're gonna scratch that so then sunny grabs and he has this like little setup and stuff and it's really cool he grabs the wow. mic and he's like I got this. And so he just started talking into the mic. And so the voice that you're hearing off that video is was sunny. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So he's like doing his thing and I'm seeing it come to life and I'm like, whoa, that really just happened. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was in shock. You know, first of all, I know he's talented. I mean, the work that he puts out and I tell everybody, I'm like, you just haven't been discovered. I was like, but just mm-hmm. wait till we, you know, we get you out there. And I was like, your talent is just on a whole different level. And I mean, the video speaks for itself. So it was a really cool video that we got to put out for our first um, collab and and being able to line with Aston Martin. But at the end of the day, not just did the video come out good, the quality, like the the, the 3D puff. I mean, if you see 3D puff, it's really hard to do this type of work. 3D puff is not easy. So when, when we saw this and I saw the quality behind this, I was like, this is insane. I mean, the back lettering being this thin it, 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 everything just came out perfect. Like, I, I couldn't be happier with the team. I couldn't be happier with the manufacturers. And I think it all just came together. That's pretty I was, badass. I was really, honestly, really, everybody. really happy. That's nice. And, um, you know, even though we couldn't get supply, and, and, and I think that it was just taking advantage of the situation and the situation that we're in now. And I think that, um, you know, even when things are going, and when things are getting hard and, and you know, you just feel like things are not going right, you know, with the shortage or whatever it may be, just really think about how you can find a way to, to make things happen. And I think that this right here really puts it in place and, and says that this can be a start. That's right. nice. So, yeah.
0: so that was your, you came up with the idea, right?
1: Yes, I, I did come up with the idea.
0: Yeah, because she made sure to say that, right? Yeah, she's so like,
1: <laughs> Jerry did come up with the idea. Like. Yeah, but but like I said, I mean, you, you I'm so happy that, you know, even though the apparel businesses, we're not together, we still have so much love for each other. I mean, we we both teach each other so much. And at the end of the day, that's my sister. And and I love her and and the things that she's been able to teach me. Um, And and I feel like, you know, things worked out. But at the end of the day, we're back in business. You know, we're still doing something together. And I've always told myself, I mean, I don't care what type of business we're running. I always told myself when I started, I was like, there's no business that will lose my relationship with my sister you know Mm -hmm. and you know being able to do this with her and kind of get back into business with each other is really cool yeah
0: because she said she was she sounded really excited like about getting back into business
1: yeah um at the end of the day like i said she holds a lot of value and a lot of um structure and she does certain things that i just don't have skill sets and that's just the truth i mean there's there's duels. i mean look at you guys you know like Rolly might be good at this And you might be good at this But that's why You guys make things happen Because you're with each other Yeah Yeah Because that that's true. what
0: we were Talking about with her too Right Because yeah. she was like uh, Basically like You come up with the ideas And it's the same thing Like with Roland And it's just like Planning things out It's like where it Like you know It helps too
2: yeah. yeah Honestly So like would you say that Now you're enjoying The fruits of your labor Like What do you mean by that Like you built this business, and you've worked hard all these years and everything, and now you're enjoying like um, buying your luxuries or whatever. You just want to enjoy because she mentioned how um, you bought like the you guys bought the boat for your dad and stuff. Oh, like that. Oh, that was a big like,
1: one. That was that was a cool one. I think that was a, that was a, that was like one of the best like moments of my life. Uh, yeah, my dad's always been a very hard worker um, in the oil and gas company, and you know, I actually. And going back to manifesting and stuff, you know, me and my dad, we we love fishing. I mean, from from a kid, my dad's always taking me, even after coming out of work. And and, I mean, they're wearing overalls. If you know one thing about oil and gas, they have to wear FR, which is fire resistant um, material in order to keep them safe. Mm -hmm. And even with hot temperatures or whatever it was, the case may be, he would always make it an effort to be like, you know what? I might be tired, but I told you we were going to go fishing. So let's get the things ready and let's go, and he would never fail. It was always let's do it. So man, I was like, man, <laughs> I bought I bought a boat and offer up, and it was like a little small boat, man. It was like just super super small. It could fit like it was only supposed to be for like literally like one or two people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought a little battery and I bought a trolling motor, and and we went out in the water, and we would do so well. We would fish and we would we would catch some really good fish. So I was like, okay, I'm actually enjoying this, you know. And I feel like those 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 things just brought me and my dad together a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like we had a lot of time to spend together, and it was always a great time. I mean, especially because we got to fish and we were actually you know catching things. It was it was yeah. cool. So one one day I went to bass pro shops and and I saw this boat and I was like whoa like I was like 15 years old you know I was like 15 yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking at this boat and it's like the price tag you know you're like oh snap like how can I afford that right? But crazy thing is fast forward i told my sister i'm like okay i think it's time to buy that boat and me uh well, my sister and my brother and i we um we came up with the idea of like it's my dad's birthday let's go ahead and buy him the boat and uh, me and jennifer we want to go get it and you know we brought it to him and we put him on a blindfold and you know he's walking towards the boat and you know so many things are running through my head and and who who would know that we would be in this position, especially me being this young, being able to do this for my dad. And took that blindfold off. And my dad my dad is a very strong individual. You know, he really doesn't show his emotion. But that day, man, I really felt it. I was like, oh, snap, like this really touched him. And, you know, he got to sit on that seat and I looked at him and I was like, man, that really just happened. And he was having a blast, man. A smile, you know, he's having a great time. And so that was, that was a big moment that was a big That's moment really oh, nice. right? like <laughs>
0: yeah, literally just, you're saying it and i feel like i'm picturing I feel, it yeah i
2: head. feel like i've pictured the whole thing yeah and yeah. that is crazy man so it's like oh i don't even know what to say to that because it's, it's like i, I want to do the same for my dad one day you know what i mean for like, sure. stuff like that um oh because i did ask uh jennifer about it like if your dad was a, a labor worker stuff like that so because she's like oh uh he wouldn't want to retire from that either because he's just a hard-working man like you know like and i feel like my dad's like that too i feel like hispanic like dads are just hardworking. they don't think about retirement
1: yeah yeah most definitely and i think i'm gonna touch on that so one thing i've always noticed about my dad even when i was when i was a kid think about it like this my dad goes to work like if tomorrow's his last day i mean it it was literally like i'm the provider I'm going to work extremely hard for you guys and I, and whatever you guys need, I'm I'm going to be there and I'm going to make things happen for you guys. Um, so that always stuck by me, man. I was like, man, my dad works a lot for us, you know, like you know, coming from Mexico, my mom, it really opened my eyes and I told myself like if they did this for us like and 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 being able to see that, I'm so grateful for that because it really raised the bar. I mean, there's things that Joe did, which is my older brother, Jennifer did that raised the bar. But when, I, when, it, when like, it came down to my dad's work ethic, I think it really opened all of our eyes. It was like, you know, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, my dad came from, you know, from, from nothing and, yeah. and, and risked it all for us. And I was like, why aren't we doing the same? Why aren't we working as hard? Why aren't we making things happen? If he can do it without school, without knowing the language, what makes you think that we can't do it? And we're so spoiled to have things on our like tips of our fingers i mean if you want to learn something you have youtube nowadays you have mm-hmm. the internet it's really just you telling yourself that you know you don't want to do it so that work ethic told myself like i can do anything so mm-hmm. having having my parents was a big role model for sure
0: is that who you, you well they're your role models right that's who like in, for sure. inspire you to do
1: most definitely 100 percent,
2: 100 percent. that's like your drive you know what i mean like
1: most definitely. And and I mean, the thing is, like I told you guys when I didn't want to go to college, right? Um, they were a big support system. You know, they said, whatever we got to do, you know, if, you know, we got to help you whatever it is like we're here for you. But it was just more than encouraging words, even if it wasn't like capital or whatever it was. It was really just telling me that, hey, you believe in me and you say like whatever you put your mind to that you're going to do it because you've seen it previously gave me the drive to say, man, like I'm unstoppable. Like, I have the right people around me, and I think that those voices that were coming in were telling me to just go for it. So, what would you
0: tell somebody that's, like, literally out of high school and not wanting to go to college?
1: Just be honest with yourself. You know, I I told myself, you know, why am I going to waste my time? Unless you know your path, unless you're going to tell yourself, this is my plan, and you really got to plan it out, you know. Really tell yourself, am I going to stick to that, or am I not going to do it? And if you're not going to do it, then... Make sure you know what you're going to get yourself into and really dedicate the time and consistency. And I think that that word right there, consistency, is the most important thing. Is you got to do it and you got to keep every day at it, every single day.
0: So what's your schedule like for somebody that has to wake up and run like all these these businesses?
1: Well, I get up at uh, around seven in the morning. Uh, by 7 in the morning, I'm the first one in and I'm the last one out. So I go in at 9 a.m. and I leave at 6 p.m. every day. Um, and I still, I'm still i still doing that, you know, to this day. Yeah. So You, you know, have
0: your other, your other businesses there too?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, most of them are online businesses. Hmm. Um, you know, when it comes down to like the neon sign company, um, we run that, you know, through there too. But the thing about the neon signs, we don't see the product. You know, I don't know if you guys have heard of um drop shipping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're just a marketing, um, we're a marketing company that, you know. Yeah. The,
0: that's the drop shipping for that. Them, just, right.
1: That just just happens to be selling neon signs. Yeah. So that's like the main thing. It's like we we get the leads, we do all these marketing campaigns or whatever the case may be, we run these ads and we get in the client and we send the order out and that order comes in. So. Oh, oh well, go ahead.
2: I was going to say like which of the businesses like do you see the more profit most profit out of would you say
1: when you say that do you say it like as um, per order or do you see it like uh, mm-hmm. as a whole
2: like as a whole I guess like oh. let's say in a month in a month's worth like would you say like you made more through signs or through apparel
1: so brand exposure does bring the most money Um, that's the one that's been you know alive a lot longer and of course has clientele residual that's coming in you know weekly basis i'm getting the same you know customers back and back and back again Mm -hmm. however the neon signs are the most profitable okay because
2: because it's drop shipping because you're not there's
1: a lot of things that are um that come into play right you the overhead there's no there's so much overhead your investments were made through the website and you know i have a lot of virtual assistants and what do i mean by virtual assistants is i have people that are answering the calls People that are taking care of the emails, the tracking—I mean, whatever the case may be—I hire other people to do those things. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, there's it's, it's, it's way more profitable. And then for I'll, what you do, right? Of yeah. course, I mean, because here you have employees, you have machinery, you have, you know, the storefront that is the rent and so many other things that come into play that you know yeah. that take from the profits
0: for the drop shipping business, which would be your sign one, uh, your neon sign, right? Th- did you have to start with a lot of capital or did you just like had to find somebody that was good? I think. Or yeah, defense. No,
1: no, 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 no. I'm just trying to think. So yes, um, there is a little bit of money that has to be spent, but there's more research than anything. Um, you know, you, you definitely do have to go through, you know, you have to do your homework. You have to go find these suppliers, right? And you have to really see how they have their business structured Meaning their lead times. Are they meeting their times? Are they meeting their due dates? Are they um, executing every order? Are they taking care of you like they took care of you the first time? So there's a lot of things that go into play, and there's a lot of money that had to be, you know, put up front to find the right manufacturer, because the quality does change. You know, also another thing is how long is that sign gonna last for? You know, yeah. you got to do a lot of testing, so you have to be buying, you know, neon signs, bring them in, and go into testing. Luckily, you know we were uh, when I started off, I had a partner, and we you know he was taking care of all of that you know he was he was doing all of that but you know you find you find the right supplier and it's gold time
2: yeah, so I have a it's not a theory, I don't know what what to call it, but you can tell me if i'm wrong yeah. um that in your situation, like neon signs are more like a like a product that people buy as I guess I'm going to call it a luxury. Like, mm-hmm. they don't need it, but they just they want it because it's cool. Yet, like, brand exposure and, and getting clothes made and everything is more of, like, a, a... A necessity. Yeah, a solution to a problem. Right. So, I feel like, do you think that, like, like uh, brand exposure type of businesses are going to do way better than neon signs? Than a luxury <clears throat> business.
0: Than
1: a luxury business.
0: Luxury business or... Um problem-solving
1: at the I at guess. the end of the day i think that any business that you put your attention to will make you the most money i think when you tell yourself hey i want to make this amount of money per month if it might be you know 30 sixty thousand whatever the case may be right mm-hmm. that's where it's going to come from when you tell your mind that that's what you want you know of course you have your clientele but <laughs> unless you're focusing on those things and you're telling yourself that you want that then that's when you'll get it um and i say that because you know, you can be running the the whole apparel company, but if you're not putting attention to it, you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna be making that. Regardless if it's an essential or if it's a luxury, at the end of the day, you really got to tell yourself and focus on that, and yeah. tell yourself that I need to bring in that.
2: Yeah, because I was I was talking to Evelyn about it um a few days I don't know yesterday a few days ago how the businesses that I have aren't essential businesses. Like it's just if people want it, they'll look for it or or decide to buy like either the brand a rug um any design like i feel like the design part logos and all that stuff could be like essential but it, it really narrows it down to a bunch of um uh, just people who want to start a business or whatever but it's never like like oh it's you know how like a barber is like they're gonna they need a haircut every week like right. stuff like that uh, i don't have a business like that
1: so <clears throat> to touch on that right hmm when I started the neon sign company, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. But you got to ask yourself, right? Who, who, who needs that? So for me, I had to ask myself, who's going to come back to me frequently, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So think about it. Contractors, right? People that are doing these build-outs. Who, who are they selling to, right? They're selling to people that are making restaurants, storefronts, or whatever the case may be. So if you can get into one ca- contractor, right, that's, that's doing all these build outs for these, you know, retail shops, restaurants, they're going to be the ones selling directly to the customer. And now they're going to come to you to buy these signs from you. So it's a frequent thing. Like you're going to see that consistently with that with just one contractor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If that, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like,
0: you're their supplier.
1: I'm their supplier. So you got to think about it with the rugs. How can you do that? You know, how can, how can you get into that where, and and it's kind of hard, but when you think about it, it's, it's, it's there, you just have to figure it out. And for me with the the neon signs, I was like, man, how can I get someone to come to me more often? Because you make one sale and it's like, okay, you made that one sale and that person has your sign. Now what? Right. Mm -hmm. Now you gotta go find another one. But I like to find something that keeps me consistent. And for Mm -hmm. me, it was the contractors doing these like build outs
2: yeah it's kind of like it's kind of because my dad he's a um, commercial residential painter Mm -hmm. so i feel like if he ever had a like a realtor uh client then that's like i feel like that's already kind of like business that's gonna come because they're just gonna find houses or they if they have new construction then that's already like an opening for my dad to go in there and do work you know Mm -hmm. so i feel like if you find those clients that just happen to bring you more business then it's good to keep those around you know what i mean right so man, i think that's pretty pretty that's, badass yeah. yeah pretty good mentality to have because i feel like i i'm not that i i'm at a stopping point or anything but i was like it's i feel like i have to work super hard to be able to find people who want to take part in my business or whatever you know what i mean
1: so let me ask you this <coughs> what's what's your biggest thing um right now that you're doing what business is like the the one that's like doing the best for you
2: like it was it it used to be the design well it's in between the design and the rugs but now it's kind of like moving towards the rugs a little bit because i was able to build the the instagram page up i was gonna say
0: but since you relaunched superior superior did really good
2: yeah superior has been doing pretty good too yeah i feel like
0: um as a brand right since he relaunched it again this year um and focused more on it and like marketed uh it did really good i think it's done the best it's ever
2: done yeah but then again since it's a brand i feel like i have to reinvest that money so it's like Mm -hmm. it's just building itself up right now you know so i don't really look at it as a income source or i don't know if you're that's what you're asking but i don't look Mm -hmm. at it as an income source or anything i don't take anything from that yeah but it is
0: always it it just um rotates between the 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 design and the the rugs yeah
2: got it especially since design i don't have to spend money like he so has it, everything yeah i have everything so if if anything like once the money comes in then i can use that to pay bills or whatever the fuck you know like so so it's either either one of those mm-hmm. yeah got it
0: so how old are you
1: i'm at i'm 24 yeah yeah you're 24 because i'm pretty like, sure how old old are is I... I...
0: 24 24, 24. Mm-hmm. no yeah. he's 22
3: he just, I don't know. I don't last know. Year. What was that? I'm sorry. He's 22. My no, brother. I'm saying. His oh, brother. oh, your brother? Yeah,
2: yeah my brother. He's man, I forgot, man. He, he told me he was going to, he's like, oh, I have a box of shirts that I'm going to give to Jerry. Uh, yeah. If whenever, because we dropped off my, well, we we're supposed to drop my son off at my mom's. Mm-hmm. And then when I dropped them off, I was supposed to bring the shirts and then give them to you. But they picked them up. They picked them up. So I don't even <laughs> have the shirts with me. Oh, but, it's okay.
1: It's okay.
0: So but. where can they find you, reach you if, you know, for your businesses?
1: So, um either you can do the website or instagram it's called brand exposure um and yeah pretty much it and
0: then his other businesses we're gonna do you have instagram for the other business
1: i do so like you know the electric neon signs is on instagram so you can check us out on there if you want a custom neon sign um and then dog watch i mean it's it's still being developed i mean when it comes down to engineering a product there's a lot to it i mean you know the way that it started and where we're at now is a huge like improvement, and I can't I can't you know have done it without my team, Jonathan, Ivan. Um, I mean, they really made things happen, but um, we're really really far into it now, and and things are really starting to look promising. I mean, today we did some testing, and I think that that right there is the um, the hardest thing was the, we were just kind of getting the testing going because yeah. um, you don't want to put a product out and it's not a hundred percent. So I that's mean, a
0: business that's still in the process.
1: Still in the process, but yeah. I mean, it is. It's coming. It is coming, and it is coming really hard. I mean, like I said, the team that I have, the the individuals that are working on the project, are, I mean, you know, they they have their businesses on their own, and I mean, they know what it takes, and and I know that they're gonna make it happen, and as a team, we're gonna we're gonna bring this product out. Nice. Yeah.
2: So, everything, uh, all his socials and everything is gonna yeah. be in the in the description below. Uh, make sure you guys follow our TikTok, follow Instagram, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel.
3: Don't forget to subscribe.
2: Yo, Deadass. We just reached hundred, uh, 300. Yeah, 300 nice. so, so that's pretty yeah. dope. You know? Nice, nice. But other than that, thank, thank you, you, Jerry. Yeah, thank you for coming. Thank you,
1: guys.
0: And um, thank y'all for watching. Yes,
1: sir. Peace. Peace.